What's up, everyone, and welcome to the show. Before we get this episode started, I want to talk to you guys about Ready Nutrition. Ready Nutrition is for athletes who love to outwork the odds. They are a sports nutrition brand that not only has great products, but more importantly, has a great message, and that is why I am super grateful to be working with them as a brand ambassador. Anyone that knows me knows that I am very particular about what I put into my body. I want minimal ingredients, no sugar, all natural and high protein foods that help fuel my workouts and my day, and Ready Nutrition is exactly that. They have a full lineup of supplements like protein powder, protein bars, protein puffs, and protein water. The Ready Protein Water is one of the most unique items I've ever seen. There is no sugar, 1 gram of carbs, 0 grams of fat, and 15 grams of protein per bottle. They are the perfect pre or post workout drink or if you just need a snack with extra protein. Oh, and they taste amazing. I want to work with brands who share the same values as me, and Ready Nutrition does exactly that. Hard work conquers all, and it's not about where you start, it's about where you finish. I have a special offer for all my listeners. If you go to readyismade.com and use my referral code, ANTHONYP20, you can save 20% off your first order. Then, once you love the product as much as I do, you can go back to readyismade.com and order more while using my code in the referral box when you get to checkout. This will help support me and also help Ready Nutrition know who sent you. I wouldn't recommend a product if I didn't fully believe in it, so head to readyismade.com and try it out today. That's readyismade.com, R-E-A-D-Y-I-S-M-A-D-E. Dot com and use my referral code Anthony P twenty A N T H O N Y P twenty to save twenty percent off your first order and then when you go back enter my code again in the referral box and that shows that you support me and it also shows that you support Ready Nutrition. I appreciate it. Um, I think you guys are gonna love the products just as much as I do. I definitely would give it a try, especially the protein water. It's one of the one of the best products I've ever used, and, and I've used a lot over the course of my life. I appreciate you guys. Let's dive into the episode. This up. All right, everybody. What's up? Welcome back to the podcast. Today I have Trent Markwith uh, joining me today, and uh, today we're going to dive into a couple different things about kind of what's going on right now. Obviously, um, going through some weird times with this uh, coronavirus and, you know, a lot of kids and a lot of AU seasons are getting, you know, pushed back, um, just can't really meet with their clubs anymore. Coaches are under restrictions, uh, a lot of crazy, crazy stuff. So I thought, why not, you know, have a guy on that is well versed in the in the topic and in the field and a little background on, on Trent. So he's the founder of Relentless Hoops. And that's a scouting service, and he's also a scout and evaluator for uh, on the radar hoops. So I mean, he's pretty well rounded uh, within AAU basketball and and the recruiting and and all that. So first things first, man. Thanks again for hopping on. Yeah, of course. Uh, thank, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, no problem. So just kind of you know run us through um, a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your background and and uh, when you founded you know Relentless Hoops and then a little bit about it uh, if you wouldn't mind and then we'll hop into some uh, some different things I want to get to talk about. Yeah, sure. Um, so I I live in Atlanta. Um, college. I just graduated from Wofford last May. Um, my first two years of college, I played at a small school in Mississippi. 
Millsaps College, and I transferred to Wofford after my sophomore year. That's when I kind of got into the scouting and recruiting stuff. Um, I was working with Prep Hoops for two years. So I, I ran their Georgia site, and then I helped throughout the Southeast. But uh, just this past December is when I decided to branch off and launch my own company, which ended up being Relentless Hoops. Um, so that's a, that's a scouting service and media outlet uh, primarily in Georgia, but kind of throughout the Southeast and then other regions sprinkled in when I can. Um, and I just recently got back uh, NCA certification on uh, Tuesday night for my service. So getting all that rolling and I was really looking forward to the, the travel season, getting to see a bunch of guys, but that's looks like that's going to have to be put on hold for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, and that's kind of good, you know, good place to move into my next question. So like just for someone you know, who maybe isn't familiar or maybe doesn't really know what's going on, like kind of sum up, you know, what's going on between, you know, the AAU stuff and the recruiting and, and all that type of stuff. Yeah, so um, pretty much everything, um, every spring event has been postponed or canceled right now, um, like through April, it looks like. I mean, a, a lot of it, a lot of the events in March, um a little warm-up events or unsigned senior camps. Like I was going to have an unsigned senior camp this upcoming Sunday, and that's not going to happen. Then in April, you have two NCAA live periods where um, all NCAA coaches can come out and watch travel teams uh, play, evaluate, and guys get recruited there. But most of those look like they are not going to happen. So there's been talk about those being pushed to May, but we're in a you know spot where we don't even know if that's going to be possible. So um, it's really a, lo- a lot of things are up in the air right now. We don't know where everything's headed, but it's hurting, you know, 2020 guys, those seniors that haven't maybe gotten, you know, their full recruitment yet and younger guys who are hoping to, you know, elevate themselves a little bit early on in the spring and going into the summer months. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what, you know, I work with a lot of kids. I was talking to someone earlier and we were talking about, um, how a lot of like juniors, like up and coming, you know, going to be seniors next year, like 2021 kids, this was going to be like a big year for them, you know, like on the mm-hmm. AU circuit, you know, that junior year, kind of their last year to play. And, and so now that they, I mean, it hasn't really gotten taken, but like you said, things are really up in the air right now. So I really don't mm-hmm. know. So like how many, you know, live, you know, pe- recruiting periods do you think there, there's going to be now with, with stuff getting pushed back and potentially canceled? Um, I, I'm really not sure. I, I hope that um, they move the April live period. So there would be two, two separate uh, three-day weekends. Um, hopefully they could move those to May if things clear up by then. But if that doesn't happen, then you'll have these June live periods, which they implemented last year, where high school teams um, can now be uh, seen by Division One coaches in every other level. And then July, which um, – you know, one, there's just one period for travel teams and then the NCAA Academy, which was implemented last year. So it might end up only being about, you know, four different live periods, two with your high school team and then one with your travel team and then one for the NCAA Academy if you get invited to that. So I'm really not sure what they're going to try to do to make up for the spring live periods if those don't happen and if they don't decide to hold them in May. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, what about, you know, I know obviously there's a ton of coaches that have gotten, mm-hmm. you know, basically 
can't really do much or can't really communicate as much as they'd like. And I know that yeah. th- th- for the first time it was division one and then it, you know, went to division two. So not now, like no one could really do anything. So like kind of summarize that, like, like, like what's that looking like? Yeah. So I, I've been having a, a ton of conversations with coaches like, Oh, what, like, what, what, what can I do with myself right now? We can't, we can't even like get on our campus. We can't have, have visits. We're just having to call kids or text them or FaceTime them. Um, do whatever they can to, you know, give some type of recruiting effort. Um, and with all the transfer stuff going on now, you see all these different transfers popping up every day, but the kids can't even go visit schools to to see what they're going to do. Like I, I was talking with a coach this morning that they had a, a kid decide to transfer and he found out by someone sending him a, a tweet saying that kid was uh, going to decide to, the transfer because you know they couldn't meet up with them or anything so there's crazy. there's just like a yeah just you know disconnect um a lot a lot a uh, lot of holes to fill in right now that you pretty much can't mm-hmm. and that's just it too like you're almost helpless because I'm, I'm the same way i've been talking to uh coaches you know a lot in the past couple of days because they obviously have a lot of time and and i have more yeah. time now and and they're just basically saying the same thing you, you you know you just said that they don't they don't really know what to do and then I know I'm looking at like Wichita State and they're losing a bunch of guys. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, and what and and I mean, there's nothing that you know he could do because his hands are tied. You can't. I mean, you can't really you know go and you know try to fill those slots. So like yeah. his roster. I mean, how many guys does he even have on his roster at this point? Exactly. So like yeah, I I almost feel like that they should like maybe not allow that yet. You know, like maybe like not let kids, you know, openly say that even decide to transfer. Yeah. 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 yeah, Because you're leaving these coaches high and dry right now. I mean, he's he I mean, I know a lot of, you know, a lot of schools are losing kids. because That's usually what happens every year. But I mean, they're getting hit hard. And, you know, this time of year would be the worst time because now he doesn't even know, you know, what to do. Yeah. You can't combat that by saying, all right, let's go get this kid on a visit immediately next weekend. It's like, all right, we have no, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. not much we can do about it. Yeah, because a lot of those guys, too, like, he probably wasn't recruit. I mean, obviously, I don't know, but he probably wasn't recruiting, a, you know, to fill those slots. I mean, th- th- those mm-hmm. were pretty. Yeah, he wasn't th- planning on it. Yeah, I mean, th- those players produced. So, like, now he's like, man, like, I'm not losing bench players. Like, I'm losing players. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. so, so like let me ask you this then like in your in your situation like what are what are you trying like to do like to help it, you know if whatever you can in terms of I mean again I know your hands are kind of tied too but like is there anything that you could do to help out? Yeah, so I'm. It's been it's been hard for me just because I I was I had a lot of stuff planned to since I'm I'm out of school now I had a lot of stuff planned to go to different travel practices and this and do all these different previews leading up to the travel season. Now that I can't get out, I'm having to do a lot of stuff through text with different players. I actually, I put out something Monday night to have, you know, any player that I'd seen playing a live game, like over the last year, send me their highlight and I compiled it all and had them all listed on my website to, you know, coaches can easily access that. Um, and luckily the, the timing of, um, my scouting service getting certification that helps a little bit because I still have you know a lot of information and data on different guys that maybe coaches wouldn't know about since I can't get out as much. So uh, just trying to trying to talk to a bunch of different coaches and see what else I can do you know with articles and whatever else to talk about players and still try to maintain some of the some of what what we do. Yeah, yeah, and now. 
kind of switching gears a little bit then as a player mm -hmm. as a player like like what what can a player do i mean maybe communicate with you know like guys like you and and see what could happen or like like i mean i know they could talk to the to the coaches but i know i was talking to a coach earlier today and we were kind of having the same conversation and he was like I honestly think there's some kids that, like, if you have an offer, you know, to, or, you know, maybe you should, you know, take it. You know, maybe you shouldn't wait. And obviously, you don't mm -hmm. want to be, pre you don't want to be pressured into it. But at this point, it's like, you know, especially if you're in that junior class and, like, this was going to be your last kind of push with things being, you know, up in the air like they are. I mean, like, mm -hmm. do you think that might be their best option just to commit? I think it might be, like, if, if you visit a, a school and have a good feel for them and, you know, they've offered or made it clear that they, they want you and would take you, then you might need to do that because you might not get a chance to get another opportunity that you were maybe waiting on. Because if they've, you know, been going after other kids, that kid might be like, all right, I'm going to commit. And then you lose the spot or opportunity that you thought you were going to have. Um, but, yeah, s since some of the announcements, especially the uh, the CDC announcement about gatherings of 50 or more people not to be uh held for eight or more weeks i've gotten a lot of different messages from people like oh what what is this going to do like how is this going to impact me so I, I i understand the concern from a lot of the kids but i i've had a lot just you know ask me to send stuff to people or or just ask like hey maybe maybe should i you know get this done and you know stop stop waiting around for something that may not come yeah yeah and and that's because i uh i know obviously as a coach you could watch all the film and, and all the highlights you want but at the end of the day you want to see the kid play i mean i, I don't exactly. think i don't think i've ever talked to a coach that have, has really ever offered a kid you know just strictly on a highlight tape or a game uh -huh. you know? because i know like a lot a lot of players are like reaching out to me and are telling me, you know, hey, you know, would you mind sending, you know, this coach or that coach my highlight or, you know, and I'm like, I mean, I could do that, but that's not really going to do much at this point. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I mean, they're not going to see your highlight and go, oh, man, that kid's pretty good. I mean, I could have put together a highlight to make me look good. You could, too. You know, any anyone could or even a full game. I mean, you got to you got to really, you know, recruit the player and get on ground with them and talk to them and get to know them. And I mean, basing off strictly off film, I mean, you're, you're not going to find many coaches, if any, that are going to be willing to give scholarships based off, you know, video. Yeah, if they if they don't already know you, they're not going to um, be able to, you know, fully commit to. Oh, I I really want this guy. Then, you know, at this point, they might be like, okay, I've gotten some stuff on a few of these guys. If that uh, visit you know, recruiting dead period is lifted on April 15th, then maybe I can get these guys up, but that's yeah. not, that's yeah. not going to be something that they fully commit to. Yeah. 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 Now, uh, now kind of shifting a little bit from like your scouting service and stuff. Like I wanted to talk to you about, you know, you I know you're an evaluator as well. So you, uh, you obviously go and you watch players and, and kind of yep. evaluate talent. And, and I think we need more guys like you instead of, you know, parents telling their son or daughter, they could go to, you know, Duke, when they, you know, they're, 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 they're a division three player, <laughs> you know, like, and that's no disrespect. Exactly. That's no disrespect. Oh, that's course. just the fact of the matter. You know, I mean, I, I even work with players sometimes and I'm, you know, we'll have a conversation if, if the kid, you know, tells me they want to play in college and, you know, they'll say, yeah. And then I'll say, well, what level do you think you could play at? And they'll drop like something crazy. And I, and I look at them and go, oh. no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. You know, and, and that's not, you know, you know, 
crapping on someone's dream. That's just kind of you, you need guys to be real with you. You know, you got you got plenty of people in your life that'll tell you what you want to hear. I I, I think yeah. that you know I need to tell you what you need to hear. So I know you know I get that a lot, and I know that you obviously get it a lot because that's what you do. Um, mm-hmm. So when you, when you're evaluating players, wh- what is it that you that you kind of look for? And like, obviously, generally speaking, but you know, what's something that you know maybe you look for more or less, or you know, whatever the case may be. Um, well, of course, you know, you're gonna look at the basic things like their skill level, you know, their height for their position, you know, stuff like that, athleticism. But you know, aside from that, because ev- everyone, you know, that's the first thing you're gonna look at and search for, but. I I try to um, you know differentiate myself by kind of looking at the things that you know might might go unseen, kind of a lot of intangible type stuff like winning, communication, your body language, especially when I'm looking at point guards. I try to really value that. Um, I think w- with forwards, you got to look at their motor a bunch, how often they're running the floor. Um, I I think I just think a lot of the intangible side of things like. That's how you carry yourself, how you're reacting to adversity, you know, ups and downs within the flow of a game, how you handle yourself within that is something that really has to be valued, especially when you're looking onward to the college level. You know, you might not play as a freshman. You might not you might have some struggles. How are you going to react to it? Are you just going to, you know, enter the transfer portal immediately? Or are you going to, you know, be able to fight through it because coaches aren't recruiting you to come there for one year and transfer? They want a guy that's going to, you know, be there and develop. And it might not be with, you know, the first year where you're a main guy. It might be two or three years down the road. Yeah, and and I think that's – I'm happy you hit on, like, the whole, like, body language thing and and how you react to situations because I think that's vastly – you know, underappreciated and underrated. I mean, don't. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand you got to have dudes that can play. And I mean, if you if you could play, and you might, you know, have a you know an iffy attitude. There, there's going to be coaches that are going to go, oh, we can fix it. You know, <laughs> we, we we could try yeah. to change it. You know, and and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, no one's perfect, but I do think that, that 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 matters. And I don't think a lot of people think about that. Like, if you come out of the game yeah. and you go to the end of the bench, and or you know, you're, you're not high fiving and you're mad because you know someone's scoring more points than you, or you know whatever. The case may be i think that all that stuff does matter so i'm i'm happy that you you know you hit on that because it's going to sound a lot better coming from you than from me (laughs) yeah like i think a a lot of um the problem a lot of community feedback and communication i've got from coaches about my specific area in georgia and atlanta that a lot of kids have you know people filling their heads with you know unrealistic expectations like we i have a joke with some coaches like Oh, Atlanta, you're always two two levels better than what you are. Yep. And the thing I uh, I try to pride myself on is, you know, whatever I do on social media when I'm putting stuff out, like I'm not going to, you know, be obnoxious or overemphasize things or exaggerate things just to get on a kid's good side or cling on to them so they'll give me info. Because if I'm saying the kid's Division One on Twitter and then when I send out, you know, my stuff to – through my service to coaches, you know, every other week or so, and I'm saying the kid's like a D2, D3 guy, then that just loses credibility for me, and it's going to hurt my ability to help kids in the future. So I think a lot of that, you just have to have the right people in your circle and make sure your head and your mentality and approach is in the right place at all times. Yeah, and then I think that also plays a big role in, like, earning the coach's trust. You know, like if, exactly. if I mean, if yep. a coach if a coach reaches out to you and goes, "Hey, you know, I'm looking for a guard," you know, in whatever class, and and you go, "Okay, you know, I got a kid for you," and you you send him a kid, and the and the kid's a 
you know, a division three player at best, they're going to be like, <laughs> you know, you know, like, what, like, what do you do? Like, what are you doing? Like, or you, you know, vice versa, you reach out to a coach and you go, Hey coach, you know, I got a, I got a really good, you know, stretch four for you. And you know, you know, oh, okay, great. You know, and you send them the information and they look at it and they're just like, or go watch them play. And they're like, what? Like, <laughs> like this just isn't, you know, this isn't, our level you know this kid just simply whether it's you know size or you know skill or you know anything it could be like I think that that kind of hinders that relationship because then you know maybe you really do have a kid you know maybe one time you know maybe every out of every five kids maybe maybe that fifth kid is like a player and you go hey coach and they're like man I, this guy has been sending me kids and and they're just not they're not bad players but they're not you know our level and I think that's huge exactly. and that's just being that's a being like a good evaluator of talent, you know, not yeah. not waking up in the morning and going to check the box score and oh, so and so scored twenty five. He must be a good player. Oh yeah, I'm gonna try to yeah. get him to go to you know Kentucky. It's like no nah, man, you got to do your homework, you know. Yep. Yeah, I, that's something I I had to be careful of early on, just because you know starting out, I'm I'm young and I always I've kind of known that. You know, coaches might look at, oh, you know, he's, he's a young kid. He doesn't really understand. But I think that I've, I've helped myself by building a reputation of not, you know, feeding into any of that, you know, uh, you know, kind of stupid stuff and, you know, lying or whatever or just, you know, just just trying to be legitimate, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then so kind of staying on that topic then, you know, like how sure. is it like dealing with the players? You know, like is there players that maybe you might try to help? And maybe they think, I mean, I know you said that, you know, they think that they might be able to play, you know, two levels higher or, or you know, whatever. And as you have you ever ran yeah. into a problem where like a kid has been like, hey, I, you know, I got a good fit for you, you know, and the kid's like, oh, no, like I'm not interested or like, like, what's that like? Yeah, that's that's why I've kind of like I've had people ask me if I have like a a prospect like placement service, like where I'm having like a, you know, a player or, or their family pay me to help them get recruited. But that's the thing. Like, it's kind of hard because you, you don't know how they're going to react to, you know, your, your word. And if you're being honest with them or if it's just what, what they don't want to hear. So I've just tried to, I've tried to stay away from getting into that side of it where, you know, you're getting, where I'm getting paid to do whatever for a player, I just stay on, try to stay on like the college coach side of it. You know, if the the kid doesn't want to listen, then you know, usually they're just gonna suffer later on. Which, I mean, you, you see it happen a lot. A kid, you know, has you know certain stuff surrounding him when he's a freshman or sophomore, and then it starts to fall off later on. He's, you know, they still haven't been honest with themselves. They're trying to cling on what they had previously in their high school career. It, it all comes down to you know being honest with yourself, humbling yourself if that was a that was the case and is finding, you know, what's your your actual level and having people that are going to be honest with you. Yeah, and, and and I think that's it too because I I know I got stories where I've I've talked to players and you know like I said earlier that you know they'll come and they'll tell me you know, they want to play college basketball, and then they, you know, I'll ask them, well, you know, what level are you at? And they, you know, they tell me, and it's just kind of like, all right, you know, well, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to, you know, connect you with coaches that I think, you know, that, that where you could play and, you know, where you could actually be, you know, a factor. And, and I've had, I mean, I've connected kids with coaches, or I've talked to coaches about kids, and, and then I find out the kid basically kind of, you know, you know, put their nose up to him, and I'm kind of like, yep. Hey, mm -hmm. like, like number one, I mean, I, I had that happen actually recently. And, you know, I told the kid, I really? said, Hey, I said, Hey, listen, 
don't do that because you're making me look bad. You know, at that point, you know, you're yep. making me look bad because I'm trying to help you out, and then you got a coach reaching out to you, and, and you're trying you kind of like big timing them, and then that coach is like, <laughs> hey, like you said, they're interested, and I'm like, well, they told me they were. <laughs> you know, like I mean, yeah. I, I can't, I can't play that game, and I just find it crazy that, I mean, the amount of kids too that that think they could play at certain levels that have never been to a game at that level. I mean, like, no, no. like that's the amazing thing. Like, I mean, like if a kid tells me they want to play somewhere, I, I'll ask him. Well, have you ever been? You know, you know, to a game? And oh, well, no. But I watch them on TV all the time. And I was like, yeah, but that, <laughs> that's not that doesn't do it justice, man. You know, like you know, know, you know just as well as I know. Like that's different. I mean, like go the physicality, the size, the strength, the speed, everything is just next level. On top of you, got to mm-hmm. be a freakishly skilled player. I mean, so like, oh, I just, exactly. I just think yep. that that if anyone, you know, could kind of like, you know, push your nose up and act like, oh, I'm, I'm not playing. It's like, man, like you got people that are trying to help you out, especially at the Division two level. Like, you could get, you know, you, school paid for. I mean, you could go to school. Yeah. You know, you could mm-hmm. get. You know, I, I understand. I could understand if a kid is a Division three talent because I really do believe that if you play Division three, you gotta, you gotta love it. You know, you you gotta love to play because oh, yep. a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of the schools, you know, they can't they they're able to get you scholarship money and things like that. But you know, you know, they're not really allowed to offer you know athletic scholarships. But like at that level, I have nothing but respect for those guys or girls because I mean that's pure love. You know, you you're yeah. playing because you love it. You know, I mean, you don't even really work out. Division twos don't really work out in the summer, though, right? Is that that correct? No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, it's kind of like a you know, almost like high school, you know, like you, you have a mm-hmm. season and then you come home and obviously it's more, I sh- I'm not comparing it by any means to high school, but you know what I mean? Like the schedule of it, you know, you're not there yeah, yeah, year yeah, round, yeah. like you're not on campus year round and, and things like that. So I, I just think that that's crazy to me because they, they come to you and I know you get it and they come to you and they want help and then you help them and then they're like, oh, that's not the help I wanted. Well, you had said you wanted mm-hmm. help. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's just exactly, it, it, yeah. it, it's very it's very interesting to me and that's why I figured that you'd have some good stories about that. But then like kind of like again piggybacking off that then, you know, do you deal with like any parents or anything like that or do you try to, you know, keep away from that? Yeah, so um that's that's a hard thing to to balance at times because I I love parents reach out for, you know, advice or suggestions and I, I try to do what I can, but some, some of them, you know, just aren't knowledgeable on it. And you can, you can try to, you know, tell them what they need to hear, but some of them are, you know, just so set on certain things for their kid, like, Oh no, he's definitely this level, just like the kid thinks maybe, you know, the parents, the one putting that into their head that, Oh yeah, you have to shoot for this. But honestly, I I've had, I've had a mixed, uh, mixed number of interactions, you know, good and bad. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? We probably should look at that. Um, what do you think we should do? Or, and then something like, Oh, that's just, you know, that's wrong. There's no way that, you know, you think my son or whatever, you know, can't play at this or that. So it, it's hard. I'd, I'll usually, if anyone just reaches out initially, I'll, I'll usually hear what they have to say and then see where it goes. But it, it can be hard sometimes because I, I understand, you know, wanting the best for your son and, you know, being passionate about it, but you have to strike a balance and be realistic also. A hundred percent. And now let me ask you this. Do any, mm-hmm. do any coaches ever uh, like ask about a kid's like parents or, you know, situation with that, or is that kind of oh, like com- 
completely. That's that's actually something I meant uh, meant to mention. Like that's another thing I try to focus on, like getting as much intel as possible, knowing the people that are around them, what they're being told on a daily basis. Like I've noticed some kids after every play, they're looking over to the sideline yes. for you know a parent, coach, or significant other to see what they're saying after each play. It's like, come on, man! Like you, you're not locked into what your actual coach is saying or what's going on. Um, so that, yeah, that's something that I think is really important. That's something that I include a lot when I talk to them, uh, to coaches that it comes up all the time. Like, Oh, so what is, you know, what's his family life? Like, is he a good kid? Like stuff like that all, all the time. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's a, that's a huge part because I mean, think about it. If, if my mom or my dad said some of the things these parents say today, I would be embarrassed you know, I'd be like, uh-huh. I'd be like, mom or dad, you know, like, shut up. Like, like, what are you trying? Like, I understand, like you said, it's coming from the right place. I mean, you, they, they, they love their kids and they want the best for them. But like, if you have a guy like you, you know, or, or someone trying to help them, obviously you're more knowledgeable, you know, in, in the game of basketball and you have more relationships with these coaches. So like, if they just trusted what you were doing, then like, you wouldn't have to worry about it. You know, like, don't worry about it. Like, just, I got it. And then ultimately, you're going to try to get the best deal for the kid. If the kid is a Division II talent, you're not going to go, yeah, you know, probably just go D3. You know, like, no, you're going to try mm-hmm. to get him to a Division II. You know, and then yeah. maybe, mm-hmm. again, maybe though that, you know, maybe something happens and, you know, that doesn't work out, so he has to go to Division three or, you know, whatever the case may be. I just think that sometimes, like, parents have, like, this, like, goal that, okay, I, I, my son, he could play here no matter what. And, like, obviously I'm a big, you know, believer in, you know, working hard. And I think hard work could get you a lot of opportunities. But then I also think that, you know, some of it's just stupid. You know, I'm five foot six, uh, 140 pounds, 50 pounds. I mean, I'm not playing at Duke. You know, yeah, as much yeah. as I want to play at Duke, I'm not playing at Duke. And, yeah. and I just think that if – I think if people took that approach, it, it would actually probably pay off better for them. You know, and yeah. then, like you said, they go to these schools and they end up transferring, they end up quitting, they end up, you know, God only knows what. So I just think that, that that's a big, big part, you know, and that's what I try to tell players that I work with is don't look at your parents, don't look at your mom, don't look at your dad, don't look at your brother, don't look at your girlfriend, your boyfriend, you know, don't look at anybody. Just play because I've noticed that a lot in my area um, oh, yeah. this past year, you know, going to and high I- school games. Yeah, and I think the parents have to be, you know, self-aware of themselves about what they're doing because sometimes I've been sitting at a game um, and, you know, maybe the people don't, you know, the the parents, the, the teams or parents or whoever else don't know who I am. I'm just sitting there, like, listening to some of them, and then I realize, oh, that's a parent of that player. Uh-oh, yeah. you know, red flag. And I've had coaches say, I'm like, oh, are you guys, you guys still recruiting um, so-and-so? It's like, no, his uh, dad's too crazy. Parents too crazy. Like, n- none of you guys are, are replaceable, especially at these lower levels. You know, low majors or you know, low, you know, Division two, II, Division threes. If you're, if you have any type of those, you know, off the court red flags, they'll go scoop up another person just like that. Exactly, and and it's funny that you brought up the idea of being in the stands because oh my god, the things you hear in the stands, oh my, because <laughs> I know when I go to games, it's like. Man, like you almost want to say, like, do you have any idea what's going on right now? Like, do you understand? Oh, yeah. Like, do you understand? I mean, everything's a travel, everything's a foul, everything's a jump ball, everything. It's like, my God, guys, relax. You know, let 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 them. Never let, fails to amaze me. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's like, and again, like, I don't really blame them, but then it's almost like, 
if just just don't say anything. You know, just just be quiet. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. You know, you could cheer, but you don't have to comment after every single play. <laughs> it's like exhausting. Yeah. But entirely. Yeah, yeah, but so then now, you know, what's your schedule going to look like, you know, as of right now, you know, willing that nothing happens or, you know, nothing else gets pushed back? Like, what's going to be your, you know, your first event? Um, or did you have to scrap the, everything? <laughs> yeah, well, if the – so with where the NCAA is at right now, so like the recruiting ban or dead period, whatever, is until April 15th, and that's two days before the first live period. So I guess that um, it looks like there won't be any events here before that. Um, so I, I guess maybe the live periods, if that happens, but if not um, – I, yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. It's just so 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 much is up in the air. But usually, you know, there's. I'm at a a tournament every weekend, and now that I'm I'm down here in Atlanta for good, I I try to go to travel practices throughout the week. Um, just stay stay involved as much as possible. Really, I'm I'm hoping all of this calms down soon to to put things back to normal. But. <laughs> Not really sure at all. Now, 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 do do you think that the like even if they have to push some tournaments back, do you think that they'll lift the like the recruiting ban so like people could try to get kids you know on campus or you know stuff like that, or do you think that'll come you know when they lift the the or uh, schedule the tournaments? Yeah, I think I think it's like a, a mixture of the two. Like you know, a lot of the event operators have to see how the NCA is reacting to it or the the government. Um, just about, you know, di- different travel or gatherings of a certain amount of people. I think a lot of, you know, both of both of those aspects depend on the same thing. So I think you'll see a lot of, you know, alignment within that once, you know, coaches can go out and start recruiting in or having visits, then we'll probably be able to have events and, and vice versa. So I think a lot of a lot of it will happen at the same time. Yeah, yeah, which and that and that makes that makes sense. That makes sense. Now I got I got one more question for you. Something I always like to end with. I don't want to take up too much of your time. So, no, no. um, what what's one non negotiable thing that that you have to do every day? You know, like something that kind of get away from basketball. You know, maybe it could be like a a routine or or something like that. Something that you just have to do. Could be something little, something small. You know, w- w- whatever it is that kind of keeps you grounded every day. Um, sure. So I watch some type of, uh, film every day. Um, and so when I do that, I usually, you know, I'm at home, I take notes on a notepad and I might not, I usually end the night with that. And then when I wake up every morning, I make sure to, um, you know, do all the, you know, your usual stuff. And then I foam roll stretch and then I enter any notes I had for my notepad into my computer about whatever game or prospects I, um, watch, you know, or did whatever I was doing the day before and had information to put in. And I think that kind of gets me going and started on the right note each morning and kind of gives me some energy and focus uh, for the rest of the day. Nice. I love that. I love that. Now, before I let you go, kind of tell people where to find you on social media. I know you obviously got a lot going on, you know, God willing, got a big summer coming up. So tell people where Mm -hmm. to find you. Yeah, sure. So my, uh, my personal account, um, Trent Mark with uh, T Mark with fourteen, and then my uh, my company account my uh, for my media outlet scouting services uh, Relentless Hoops, and it's at Relentless underscore Hoop. 
So um, do do a lot on both of those accounts, doing some like pre-travel season player interviews, different things like that uh, during this downtime. So hopefully stay active a little bit and keep up to date with things. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, we'll definitely stay in touch. Yeah, sure. I, I, I really appreciate it. I, I had a lot of fun. Keep up the great work. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pew Podcast. If you guys want to know when new episodes come out, head over to the Apple Podcast app, subscribe to the podcast, and while you're there, leave us a review. That would help the podcast grow tremendously, and I'd really appreciate it. Lastly, make sure you guys are following me on all social media. So Twitter, I am at Anthony underscore Pew2. And Instagram, I'm at Anthony Pew2. And that's Pew, P-U-G-H. I appreciate your guys' support, and we'll catch you in the next one.